Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you're listening to you okay hun a weekly advice podcast i'm your host amateur pet bajazzler and stay-at-home mum dave and i am mona lisa drama queen ghost and we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet I will read the problems, and my spiritual mentor Mona Lisa will do the emotional labour, provide the realness, and guide us to a workable solution. Or at least that's how it's supposed to work. Mm. Or Lisa will speak like a human being, and I'll make dumb fart jokes <laughs> for most of the podcast. Was my intro weird? I don't think so. I mean, so it's weird. Guess, it's weird that you're a ghost. Well, it's because. I feel like maybe there's, the context is missing, but you always call me a ghost. You are a ghost. Yeah, Because you, you haunt everywhere that you're I in. Do. You're haunt. You're you are haunting. It's just my presence. Yeah. When you just, enter a room, I get a cold chill. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like that though, and they're in a bit of a mood. You know, you just there's a kind of haunting mm, presence. Okay, realness. Yeah, and who's in a mood more than you? That no is one. true. No one is in a mood more than you. That is true. That is true. So I don't really have much to talk about before we get into problems this week, apart from one thing. Okay. And anyone who knows us uh, in real life or on the internet, and why can't I say internet? Internet. It was like when I couldn't say, what was it last week? What was the word? Was the word? Oh, anthropomorph- anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Yeah, but it was like a little, little, little bit of like tongue tie. Anthropomorphic. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah, anyone, in, on a, anyone who knows us in real life or on the internet... Might have seen my uh, my uh, Instagram story about this, but I really want to just dip into it a little bit. I did have a look to see if anyone had been on the problem pages about this particular issue, but I didn't see anyone that was willing to come forth with it. So, uh, in a nutshell, um, I'll read this quote here again. Every single day that passes, while feminist laws become more and more hateful towards men, the idea of a sex robot adopting the place that women refuse to take becomes more attractive. Now, on any given day, that would be a really gross statement by a gross loser. Uh, right. But what really took this up a notch for me was it was in reference to people being offended by, get this, just the idea of having a robot sex doll android fuckhole machine that was also your mum. I don't get how it's his mum though. Because people want right, people want it to be a robot that's your mum, so it can you can have a setting so it's like, oh hello son. Ah, ah got it, got you. it. But the thing is I don't really want to talk that much about this because I feel like we need to do like I don't know, an an entire episode based on this one subject. But like uh, there's so much about this that I like on, again, it's that, you know, I'm an Aquarius, so there's that constant contradiction of me. Yep. So on one hand, there's just so much I love about this. Yes. But there's also so much, like, I wholeheartedly detest about it. Yes. It's so fucked up. Like, who is out there thinking, ah, my mum was so close to having sex with me, which I want, but then she got dissuaded by feminism? Who's doing that? Well, a lot of people, apparently. What? What? Like... 
I mean, it, it, the it, Oedipus complex is so real. Yes. And in the world of sex robots, it's it's so fucked. Which up. I just can't even deal with the whole sex robot thing. Like, oh my god, I can't deal with it. I yeah. Can't. Like, I don't want to linger on the sex robot thing too much. What just got my goat was that there's just this like subset of people out there that are like. Yeah, no, I want to fuck my mum, but I want her yeah, to be a robot because that would be it would be gross otherwise. That would be incest. It's fine <laughs> if it's a robot, right? But I mean, it's because how that's what men. I mean, not all men, and I'm you know, just a huge amount of men want. They want a mummy, the pure virgin, and you know, no, they want the the mum and the fucking whore. Yeah, they want someone to like fucking. I said the mother, the virgin, and the whore. That's not yeah, that but it? that's yeah, like that's what they want, and that's what they want in a woman, and it's so fucked up. You know, they want someone to fuck them like a whore, but then, not that there's anything wrong with whores, because, you know, you live yeah, that no. whore life we're, and that. We're pro-whore. Pro-whore. You know, they want them someone to fuck them like a whore, and then fucking, I don't know, like, molly, molly cuddle them like a mum would. Yeah, you got uh, Like, tell them everything's going to be okay, and, like, put them in pyjamas, and, like, read them a bedtime story, or something fucked up, I don't know, gross. Yeah, but then when it's what, yeah, you want them to be like walking down the street with you wearing a nice white flouncy dress and be mm-hmm. like, tee hee hee. But then, you know, in the bedroom, it's like, ooh, I'm going to call you daddy. Mm-hmm. And then once you're done, you know, sucking my fucking gross fat mushroom dick, go and make me food and clean my house for me because that's all you're good for. You're not a human. You are, in fact, just somewhere for me to put my dick. Yeah, but that, I mean, that, and this is the problem with the whole fucking sex robot thing. Like, it's. It's so fucked up on so many levels. And the mummy thing just doesn't even surprise me. It just, it's just a new, it's just another level of fucked upness. Yeah, that's like the one thing that's stopping you from having sex with your mum, though, is feminism. That's the problem. Because women who. What was it you said about the feminist thing? The, what was it, feminist thing was getting more. The quote at the start. Oh. I'll go back staring to it. at me like you Because I don't know what the fuck you were talking about. I'm like, oh my god. So I'll go back to the start. Hang on. It yeah, the was... quote was feminist something is getting. Every single day that passes, while feminist laws become more and more hateful to us men. feminist laws? I mean, haven't you heard about all the new laws? Wait, so they, can we make laws now? Yeah, um, it's, it's now legal uh, to uh, cuck. Cuck all men at Got all it. times. Men Got can it. be cucked legally. Got it. Um, women have to earn lots of money, um, and men aren't allowed to earn any money. Right. Um, yeah, men are banned from working now. Um, of course, all sex is now legally classified as rape. Got it. Uh, you know, you can't even flirt with a woman at work by sticking your fucking fingers up her skirt anymore because it's PC gone mad, <laughs> isn't it? Oh God. That's that. Those are the oh. those are the sex laws. Those are the no, sorry. Those are the hateful feminist laws. Oh. Oh. I mean, but look, look. Let's be real here. I mean, it is these guys are right. You know, there are no, there's no men left in any positions of power or influence. You know, all the money's gone. There's no male politicians left. I mean, I mean, honestly, come on. though, it's who's like, fighting for my interests? That's true. But it's like so, like it's so hard to even argue with it anymore. Like I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I feel like I've been fighting this fight for my whole life, which I have been. But I'm so tired by it, and because it's so dumb, it's like I, you know what I mean. It's complete insanity. You're right. There's no men left in positions of power. Like yeah, are no. we even going to have to try and deal with that? The power has gone. Oh. God, it was. It's nice when we're on top, fellas. But that's us now, bottom of the ladder. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's us, you know. Everyone's got it better than us now, you know. Women, people of color, uh, people with disabilities. Right. Everyone's got it better than us men. Well, those straight men. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, because yeah, no, like, gay men they've got a pretty good leg up as well. Their life's easy, but it's the straight men we're the victims. Can't oh. can't even have sex with an android that looks like your mum. <laughs> what can you do? Anyway, maybe we'll expand on that a little later in a future episode. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think there needs to be a whole episode Mm -hmm. dedicated towards that sort of stuff. We just need to find a way to tweak our show format so that actually works. Unless, I mean, actually, do you know what? The way that fucking 2018's going, you actually totally could have like a a major fucking influential male celebrity that comes out in favour of mum sex robots because the rules are gone now. Nothing matters. Nothing is sacred. Everyone just says what they want. We live in this world of id. Everyone's just out there fucking just spraying their opinions everywhere. Completely. So maybe this year we'll get to have, I don't know, Brad Pitt will be like, hey, what's up? I divorced Angelina Jolie and now I've got a sex robot that looks like my mum. And that's okay because I'm in GQ. I mean, Brad Pitt was the person that you went with? Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like if anyone is going to legitimise the mum sex robot movement, it could be Brad Pitt. Right. That's true. That's so. true. All right, now we have a couple of problems, as is standard, mm, hopefully, standard. on the show. But um, yeah, so these are quite long, so I think we should just fight. Well, one, one of them is quite long. Okay, go But for it's it. totally worth reading. Okay, go for we it. We definitely have to read it, but it will be long. Okay, go for so it. So we're going to crack on with our big celebrity problem of the week. You're going to enjoy this. You ready for this? Okay. <clears throat> Ahem. Hello, David and Mona Lisa. A lady of my standing does not normally communicate with the serfs in this manner, but I am a big fan of your digital radiogram, and I have a right royal problem I simply cannot abide a moment longer. Things have gotten so bad that I almost feel like I'm living my life like a candle in the wind. (laughs) Many years ago, I made the terrible mistake of marrying an older man who, let's just say, has a higher social standing than most. Is this from the archives, by the way? I mean, I don't really know what to do with the whole archives joke that we did before because it doesn't really make any sense. Okay. And I was hoping I could just read it and it would be fine and no one would point out like the logical fallacy there. Um, but I mean, I fucking, I've been stabbed in the back by the one person I trusted, so. Okay, let's just go. Let's just okay. go for it. Sorry to interrupt. He began courting me when I was at the tender age of 16 once he decided my older sister wasn't of the best breeding stock. And yes, on the day I met him, he seemed dashing and debonair, the way the summer breeze caused his dopey protruding ears to flap around outside his riding helmet really set my heart aflutter. He seemed like a real Prince Charming at the time, riding around on his horse, whacking the polo ball with real aplomb. His horse was later taken out back and euthanised for defecating too near to the royal viewing box, but our fates were all but sealed. (laughs) Unfortunately, the dream did not last. You might say we had quite a high profile fairy tale wedding which many girls dream about but it soon became clear that our differences were insurmountable you know what they say men are from Buckingham Palace and women are from Sandringham our relationship unraveled when a tell all book revealed I'd been shagging the man who taught us how to ride horses and he'd been shagging a woman who looked like a horse we had two handsome boys together one handsome lad who looks just like his father and another cheeky young rogue who completely coincidentally looks exactly like Major James Hewitt. But staying together for the kids just wasn't enough, and I write to you today as a single woman. 
So what's the problem, you might ask? Well, I may be divorced, but his overbearing family is still so involved in my life that I might as well still be trapped in that loveless, performative marriage. His family, half Germanic and half lizard person by origin, I believe, have an almost sovereign control over my life. My children are being groomed for positions of high power. They have complete control over what I say and do in public. And ever since I went public with my new beau, a handsome Asian businessman, I can't help but feel like I'm being tracked everywhere I go by covert deep state operatives. How do I assert my independence from my ex's crazy family? I hope you can help. I have to go now. Me and my man are having a lovely romantic weekend in Paris and our car's here to pick us up. I just hope those blasted paparazzi have cleared out. Yours hopefully, Diana Francis Spencer, Princess of Wales. So, I mean, good God, I feel like the end of the letter was just... We could, should have cut that out. Cut what out? <laughs> should have cut that last part out. Why? <laughs> did something happen in Paris? I don't know, did it? Um, And it's funny because I feel like people would maybe think, why, why didn't they, you know, why didn't they try and hopefully receive a letter from like some new royalty that's joining the family but it's because I'm not interested in those people well yeah who is <laughs> I mean look I'll put, I'll put my hands up right Princess Di I'm not really her demographic she's not really my kind of main interest but I know she's got a lot of fans that is true that is true oh, I remember when she died I know my mother like recorded the funeral and like watched it for like three days I was livid yeah all the other programs were off no fucking cartoons <laughs> fucking get my ass up early on a Sunday when I don't have to go to school and there's no cartoons on because the news is talking about some woman who died livid right Princess Di basically stole my childhood I mean ugh, yeah but let's face I mean in the way though I do like Princess Di well, I mean, like's a strong word. Like's a strong word. Now, for like no, a I do. She's kind of iconic. She was kind of iconic. But, I mean... Oh, oh she fucked that guy. She fucked him. By that guy, I mean Prince Charles. Oh. I know, right? I mean... Oh. I didn't know, because I didn't know. I didn't know half that, about to be honest. 16. 16, no, that he was He was sniffing about when he was like 13 year age difference. Is that... I didn't know he was older. Mm-hmm. Because he just always looks like he was, he'd been felt like yeah, 47. Yeah, he was like born 100. Yeah. What I is didn't that? know that about the... That's what implying ha- that Prince Harry's not Prince Charles. I son. mean, come on. Well, I don't know any of that either. Apparently right. I'm not that knowledgeable about all this stuff. Because who fucking cares about the royal family? I mean, sort of... Everyone, we should. Yeah, we should, like, we should care for some reason, them. everyone all the time still for some reason cares about this. I'm going to show you a picture of Prince Harry... And uh, James Hewitt, his name is, and I'm just gonna. I mean, he sounds like a posh cunt too. Though. Well, yeah, he was a well, was general. He's like major or general. He was a military man. I mean, that is it worse? I can't. A high-ranking military man is that worse than a royal family member? I mean, no, but it's close. Right, I'm just gonna show you the picture here. Okay, yeah, there. The, that's that's yeah, definitely. that's that's it. That's I mean, his definitely. Kid. That's his kid. That is. Oh, wow, I didn't know any of this though. Well, you know, you find out. Some pretty interesting information when you're researching for ten minutes on Wikipedia before the podcast. <laughs> so, oh god! But it's like they're all family. Oh, I just can't deal with how much it's in the news now, though. I know. Like, I know. I do not like honestly. Some mediocre actress 
getting married to Prince Harry. Like, why does anyone care about this? Well, it's Princess Diana's fault for being so fabulous. She was fabulous. Everyone, I don't think, I can't, actually, I want to ask you about this. Mm. Do you know, right, if any other cultures exalt their royal family in, in the sort of pop culture way that we do in the UK? I mean, yeah, every single one of them that has a royal family, oh, and really? to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, but I feel like the like you no, know, like the Scandinavian royal families. It's, defi- are just like- it's definitely not as uh, a part of it. I think though, is, but the ceremony here is still so over the top. You know, we have a lot of pomp and circumstance. Don't yeah, we? so that really adds to it. Like the fact that they still live in Buckingham Palace and all that. Like I know a lot of like I think some of the other European royal families like they live mm. much more humble lives well this is I, when i think of like you know this some of the scandinavian countries still have like a royal family mm. i just i don't know why like i'm the, prefacing this on nothing but i just have this like vision of like the most they ever do is like open an ikea with a giant pair of scissors and then like i mean i hope know, that's what they do drive off in like a you know like, like a, a tiny I'm, I'm, like a smart car no i mean like a moderately place priced like german car Nothing too fancy, though. Right, okay. Nothing too lavish. No, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, It's it's this weird thing, though, where I don't... I just have never understood it. Mm. Like, there's that picture. Uh, someone tweeted about it being like, fuck's sake, what is this? Some lady actually bowing to the pure... I actually stole the occult her a mediocre a- actress and some fucking f- shitty ginger prince. <laughs> but I'm like, that... Like, why would you bow to any... I mean, honestly, like... Bow to it. The Queen could, like, honestly be right in front of me, and I'd be like, You are a fucking old cunt. No, no, you're Does that get me, like, put in prison for treason or something? Well, I mean, possibly. (laughs) If if anyone's going to get put in jail for treason in 2018, it is me. I know, and they probably do it like. I love to fight with old people. They do it like draconian old style, like you'd end up in the Tower of London or something. old man headbutted me that time. I don't think the Queen's going to. I think, you think, you know, you give the fucking Queen a a bit of a slap, she'd go down. I wouldn't hit her. I wouldn't hit her. I would punch her, punch her right in the tits. (laughs) Violence is never the answer. No, you would properly get, like, the pure draconian, like, Tower of London punishment as well. I mean, that's quite iconic, though, right? They put me in, yeah, they fully like throw me in some sort of like weird old jail cell. Yeah, that would be amazing. Put you in the Iron Maiden. Yes, which didn't exist. Oh really? The Iron Maiden was never actually a thing. Okay. Like an actual torture device. It was invented. Okay, fuck you. They put you in thumbscrews then. That, that's more accurate. I'm going to invent the Iron Maiden. Well, it is a thing now, but I mean, oh, is it? Yeah, now it's a yeah. I mean, I think with, I think if I was going to be tortured, I'd be pretty happy with the Iron Maiden because it's just going to kill you. Like, I saw one on Bill and Ted, and it, I'm pretty sure as soon as they close that, you're dead, right? It's just a bunch of spikes. I mean, to be honest, they didn't really have anything. If you were actually tortured, like, well, a lot of these torture devices would be, like, medieval or whatever, right? So they're not going to really... didn't have these fancy devices. Do you know what they did? They just... You were hung, drawn, and quartered. That's very simple. Let's just rip parts off you and chop you into pieces. Let's just tie each part each of your limbs to a horse and make the horses run away. It's all very simple, very easy. There wasn't these actually devices made. I mean, you don't you don't really need to device made to torture anyone, do no, you? No, I mean it's really easy to be Look, honest. Torch. Make it's them really watch easy. like the new series of Black Mirror. <laughs> right. Ew. Um, I just the whole concept of the royal family is fucking bonkers to me. I, I feel, feel like people that like the royal family probably list their main three interests as the mm. royal family, mm. Winston Churchill, mm. bulldogs with army helmets with Union Jacks on them. Right. And number four, Brexit. <laughs> so, totally. And it's this clinging to, it's this this thing that isn't, but I'm like, okay, you know how they say it's like you're clinging on to like traditionalism, right? But I'm like, wait, 
was it ever is it ever okay to be like that to worship someone because they're technically born into a higher like social class than you are to worship anyone and they're not okay maybe a religious figure is different because of what they but even still well they represent something to you well completely and let's face it everyone worships the pope because they secretly hope if they like touch him or something they'll definitely it's a dead set into heaven there's a sort of and that comes from someone who grew up a Catholic, so, you know, I, it's pretty knowledgeable about that area. But let's face it, there's a, an inherent selfishness in that. Because people are just like, well, if I'm really nice to him, you know, I'll definitely get in heaven. Yeah, that's so why people always like, like look to the Pope as well, because that's like the religion that you can like write at the last minute and be like, I'm sorry for my sins. No, I mean... Straight into heaven. Don't say that. That's what but, they think. But there's a weird... And this is a Catholic podcast now. <laughs> we, just seems... talk, we just define Catholicism now. Well, he, the, people have this weird like magicalness with religious figures, but, you know, like there's somehow supernatural beings that can somehow like cure the sick or something. But like with, the, with royalty, like seriously, it's so dumb. And how dare you? That time, I mean, I was never a fan of the royals, but that time, it was like just as a recession hit or whatever, and the Queen sat and made her speech about everyone had to like tighten their bootstraps and everything. And I was like, how dare you, you fucking old cunt, sit in a fucking gold chair, like an actual throne, like with jewels, like literally dripping of jewels. Being like, oh guys, you know, let's just, let's just tighten up a bit. If you'd like to hear more about this, please check out episode three of our podcast. The Felicia Rachel featuring Martin Barker when we talk at length about Mary Antoinette and the Queen. That's true. I know. I rant about this all the time. That's I because, rant. I mean, it is like, that, but that's so symbolic. Like, it's always been like that with the Queen. It's always some shit like that or like the fucking refurb of Buckingham Palace. But it's, and you know people say, oh, but the tourism. I'll take, I'll take the tourism hit. But the tourism still exists. What, like I said, right? Let's, I'm not saying, right, a lot of people say get rid of the royal family. I don't think that. I don't think get rid of them, right? At all. I think, you're right, the tourism, great. Let's take advantage of this bullshit. Let's open up, open up Buckingham Palace, Airbnb to like rich Saudi millionaires, right? Mm. Let's make the Queen and all the royal family work for us. You're talking about them opening Ikeas. Let's make her do shit. Yeah. One, they should be not paid what, they should not have the money that they're given. They should be given a modest wage, like 20 grand a year. And then, you know, because what do they need money for? They don't need money for. They don't actually need it for any reason. Well, their house is paid for. Well, that's the thing. That's Everything's thing. paid for. And I'm not, still, let's drive them about in their fancy cars and everything. Let's keep, let's maintain some of the ceremony. But let's face it, it's not the ceremony out of some sort of weird due respect for them. The ceremony should be kept, you know, they're like animals in a zoo. Let's make them do shit. You know, dolphins have to perform. Let's make them perform. Let's wheel them out, make her do shit, and, you know, all that. But when she dies, let's sell tickets to her funeral. Let's fucking make some coin. Have it at Wembley. Uh, exactly. Now, you know, let's face it. After Brexit, we're going to have no money. Like, Britain's going to be fucking destroyed. Let's make some fucking money out of the fucking things we have left. We don't have any industries or any factory left. What, what do we do have? A royal family. Let's fucking bleed them dry. Well, the politicians are pretty good at bleeding everything else dry, aren't they? Eh? <sighs> you Satire. Oh, uh, Princess died. But everyone kind of likes her, though, because she was just lit. Do you know why way, they liked I her? I do like her. Do you know why they liked her? But lesser of many evils. See, when you think about this, it's weird to me that people have this reverence for the royal family. And, um, you know, it's just in Britain, the upper class in general. Because mm. if you just take a little step back for a minute and, you know, look past the jewels and Ascot and everything, they're just kind of a bunch of gross inbred but that's always lizard the way. people 
Always with royalty. Like, they're gross. Well, they're let's not superior. Keep that pure bloodline. Oh, cool. Everyone's got, like, humps and, like, right. fucking missing eyes and weird, fucked up genetics. Yeah, fucking Prince Charles pure coming out the womb with a fucking melted chin and those elephant ears. Right? And also, people were like, oh, Prince William's so handsome. Is he still handsome? Or is he now? And he was never handsome. No. See that, like, slightly rosy cheeked, flushed, only posh people way. So that's the way that only really posh people get. Yeah. Is disgusting to me. Yeah. Disgusting. The rosy, the rosy cheeked fucking, like, Napoli posh face. And it, honestly, and a fucking Kate Middleton to fuck off to. I love how they act like she's from the ghetto. Like, ugh. Just you know what pisses me off about it as well? Right off. People around the world are like, ah, British people, they've got bad teeth. That is literally just because the royal family is so inbred, they've got teeth like a fucking smashed piano. Also, no, And everyone else gets to blame for it. So technically, the thing with the teeth thing, right, do you know what that is? It's actually just because Americans get so much work done on their teeth. It's seen to be the... Americans have better teeth than British people. Like, British people have bad teeth. But it's actually because British people get less dentist work done. But in reality, it's because a lot of dental work in America is purely cosmetic and actually like, yeah, let's rip out all your teeth and pure have likes and then screw fake ones in just so they look slightly better. Actually, so I think you'll find it's because in America they have fluoride in the water, which turns the frog gay. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, poor Princess Diana, though. It was, it was a sad situation. So I used to feel more sort... I thought... I always had this thing like, oh, she's normal. She's like a normal person. She's like me or you. Anyone could marry a prince because I really want to marry a prince. <laughs> That's true. But actually, she was fucking the daughter of a viscount. Yeah, she's just no. another one of these fucking lizards. Right, completely. No, completely. It's not like she was from the ghetto either. But at least, look, you can't just automatically hate someone because they're born in a position of privilege. Can't I? Well, I know. I, I look who's <laughs> saying that. The pure, the queen of the poor working class chip on her shoulder exactly. saying that. I mean, I don't really mean that. Part of me will hate you if you're really privileged automatically. No, yeah. You're going to have to earn my trust. Yeah. But I'm, I'm she just... did a little bit where pure going about in amongst the landmines. And, you know, she wasn't the worst person on it. And she did seem to have a clue. I think that's why people oh, like her. did she have a clue? Failed her O-levels twice. Checkmate. No. Oh, did she actually? Yes. God, all that privilege. Couldn't even get a tutor. She could at the piano, apparently. Ugh, who oh, you could at the piano. Oh, you marry this Elton prince? John. Like, fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, um, I guess she kind of seemed to have a little bit of a clue. Like, that royalty seemed a bit insane. And that, you know what I mean? She didn't seem to expect it. You know mm. the way the Queen just looks at you like, oh, like you actually started, um, Diana's letter was talking about serfs and everything. I don't actually think she would be as much like that, but the Queen fully just looks like, oh, you people are scum. My scum. <laughs> like, you know, she fully, fully believes that. Oh, yeah. Like, fully. And her fucking decrepit old husband, who's a fucking oh, racist honestly, piece of shit. Honestly, right, okay. I, I, I'm going with your plan earlier, right? We'll fucking, we'll get the Queen on a megabus, we'll tour around the country, yeah. we'll wheel her out, wheel her out well, fucking, you know. already got loads of know, top and top buses, get com- her on the top of one of them. Yeah, no, oh, no, seriously, get her in fucking, she can do giveaways in Sainsbury's or whatever, Completely. that's brilliant. Him, guillotine. Not even the guillotine. Let's just put him in an actual state-run old folks' home. Yeah, hear that, royal family? If state-run things are okay for everyone else, let's get him in one. Well, technically, get him state-run. <laughs> technically, I guess. <laughs> so... Get him in a fucking pure old folks' home 
that's like run by the pure NHS with the pure piss stained blank bed sheets with like fucking staff members pure beating up people. Oh, yeah, no, get one of those nurses that went to jail for abusing them and like she can give him a noogie and like fucking fart in his face and stuff. Just get him in there. No privacy. Yeah, if it's good enough for some old people, then it's good enough for him. Just like fully in there and he could just talk about how Brexit was a good thing and talk about whatever he fucking talks about, fox hunting or whatever bullshit is. Ugh. And let's just... Because that's... Killing him would be easy. Totally mm. would be. Okay, fine. I'll but, save the guillotine. Ugh, I mean, I guess we're not really dealing with the problem at hand at, at all, but... I know, but, you know, we deserve a bit of catharsis. I know, it's just such a big thing to talk about. And I'm just so sick of, like, Prince Harry and his stupid fucking... That stupid bitch that I don't don't care about. To be honest, I'm calling her a bitch. I really... I mean no ill intent towards her. She's... Like, let's face it. If it wasn't for her marrying Prince Harry, none of us would fucking know who she was. Because she was a fucking nobody. Let's have a little look at her filmography while you're ranting here. I want to know. Oh, Suits. Star of Suits. Who the fuck's watched Suits? What even is (laughs) that? Like... Have you even ever heard of that show? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. It's, I have it's... heard of it too, because I've heard of both TV shows, but, I mean, uh, who, hmm. who's watching it? Who's watching it? Well, this is it. So, let's have a look here. Suits. She's in Suits. Covered that one. Got it. She was in uh, this this awesome film, Remember Me, 2010, uh, with uh, your man from Twilight. I was going to say Remember Me, with thingy, yeah. Was that the one that was about 9-11? Or was that a different I think one? maybe. Uh, Horrible Bosses she was in. Who knew? Oh, random. Uh, this, this fucking. Well, we've seen. I've seen that. I don't even remember. She obviously made such an impact on me. This classic number. When, and that's when sparks of, fly. Uh, I've seen that because if I watch something, I remember almost everything about it. Yeah, the, cl- and... the classic movie when sparks fly, starring Meghan Markle, of course, uh, Christopher Jacket, Christina Petich, Lachlan Monroe, and Jacqueline Sumida, which. Ironically, is the list for best actor at the Oscars this year. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the whole breakdown there. All the, the stars of When Sparks Fly finally getting the acclaim that it deserves. I and I get. I don't mean it to be like just. I don't want to talk down to her because like I'm judging her acting career or whatever. Like whatever, she's just a person. But now it's just the way people are fawning all over her. It's not even her fault. I don't even want to even speak badly about her because she's just a person who you know. I'm just a girl who met a guy. Like whatever. But, like, it's the way people fawn all over her. Like, see how many articles there are about her. Are you actually... Why are people so complicit in their own, like, servitude to this bullshit? Well, this is it. There's all the pure BuzzFeed articles like, oh, a woman of colour is entering the British royal family and it is everything. And in reality, you're like, cool, what are you doing? You're just fucking contributing to this huge fascist autocratic fucking infrastructure that's just been, like, driving the world into the dirt over hundreds of years. Like, oh, great, the British royal family. Yeah, well, they've got no blood on their fucking hands, do they? Like, yeah, they deserve their privilege. They've worked really hard for it and getting fucking farted out their fucking mother's vagina who married her fucking brother and mm. gave birth to her fucking cousin or some shit. Completely. They're, just, they're, they're horrible. Do you think they are actually lizard people? I mean, I wish they're lizard people. I'm all for the lizard people thing, even though I actually don't have any really interest in it because it's so ridiculous. Do you know there are a lot of people that think that the Queen is actually, like, the centre of the Illuminati? Or, right. I don't know whether it's the Illuminati. It's some sort of New World Order. Right, got but it. But they think she's, de- she's definitely a lizard, but she's actually got all this she massive power and influence. To be honest. What do you think? 
Ugh, no, I think the Queen is just some shitty old lady. Have you ever read that? I read an article about like what the Queen eats in a day. She's just mm-hmm. like, I guarantee, right? Guarantee she is like everyone's fucking gran. No, because no, grands are amazing people and they, they are generally very selfless and they're amazing Maybe and they do everything for you. Mine's was. She's like your gran. Yes. Um, she's just like a shitty old boring lady who like probably listens to some shitty radio show and like watches like hymns of no songs of praise. What was it called? Songs of praise. Songs of praise. That was that was right. I mean, just like horrible old people things and just like keeps track of like of boring shit. You know, like she t- watches the birds, mm. buys an air horn to get rid of a cat that ate trying you're, to go You're eat literally the bird. just saying, yeah, you're talking about my grand, grand right now. She's your grand. Like, you're not talking about the queen anymore. You're just listening, I mean, the queen's listening exactly to the flaws like of my and grand. She sits at Buckingham Palace over a window with an air horn to just scare away some cat right. or one of the birds that it's she likes in to watch. Regent Park oh, or something. like the birds. No, she, no, she wouldn't fucking have an air horn. She'd be sitting with a pair of like old tiny gold binoculars on a stick. Opera yeah. glasses, as they're called. Yeah. Like looking out into the park, like half a mile away from Buckingham Palace. And, she sits and she'd like corgis. fucking text downstairs and send a beef eater out to the park to like kick a cat. Yes, that's exactly what she does. And she'll be sitting where corgis, which, you know, she kind of ruined corgis for everyone, which is sad. Because corgis are awesome, but they're kind of ruined now because, you know, you just associate yep. her. I know, right? And then she'll just be like, oh, I think I'll go to my country estate where I fox hunt or whatever horrible thing that I do. Right. And she probably sits there and she eats like boiled sweets. And like, apparently she drinks quite a lot. And that's another thing. I'm like, great. You know, we're just worship people are worshipping some fucking old alcoholic. And she just sits there stewing and her juices, smelling a bit. She smells weird, like fussy. Am I going to get put in jail for two I, I, I feel, Yeah, I feel like uh, you're, you're, I mean, maybe not jail, but you're definitely on a list now. That's fine. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Fine with it. Do you know what I mean, though? I'm just like, ugh, she's just some old lady. Like, who fucking cares about her? I don't know. And not that I'm ageist. Just be an iconic old lady. Don't just be a boring old shitty one. Yeah, don't be a fucking Elizabeth Windsor. Be a Dorian from Bunch of like, a Feather. She, yes. Yes. Bet she sits and eats like boiled liver and like boiled goose. Everything she eats is boiled. Yeah. It's like boiled she toast for breakfast. Shit like that. Boiled goose for lunch and boiled sweets in the afternoon. Yeah. Boiled skull of an orphan for well, dinner. She'll be. Like, she's got a pure weird serf, like a weird servant that just is an old man that just she makes him do everything. Like oh. Wilfred, bring my constipation medicine, you know, and that's just her life. And then just every day is the same. So she's not got any fucking power. She's not anything. It's not like anyone asks her, like, oh, ma'am, what do you think about Brexit? No one even fucking cares. Oh, did she not come out and she was like, oh, I think Brexit, you know, some say it'd be a good idea, some say it wouldn't, you know, we've got to listen to both sides, like some non-committal shit about it. she's probably like, oh, I'm missing fucking... She's like, well, Brexit what? She's missing Emmerdale or whatever. Yeah, because she doesn't give a fuck because she's still going to be rich as hell. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck about anything. That's the thing. I'm like, it's not even like they even pretend to be somehow politically interested does she legit? She's like beyond caring about it. Mm. She's like over it. She's just like sitting there, not caring about it. She probably does crossword puzzles or something in pencil because she probably couldn't. Isn't smart enough to do it in pen. I'm just reading her filth. So I'm we, gonna get put so in prison. Would you describe yourself as a monarchist? <laughs> Um, and that's the thing about Princess Diana. Everyone was just like, oh God, she's just actually not yeah, that's the as thing. Yeah, bad. Totally. The fact that she didn't look like a fucking melted candle and the fact, you know, she was just from like an incredibly rich upper class fucking Viscount's family and not directly from the royal family. People just clung on to her. But of course, 
what I like about Princess Diana is the legacy that she left because the idea of the people's princess gave us Jade Goody. That's true. That is true. The true people's princess. The true people's princess. That's true. You say that a lot. Probably too much. No, really? I mean, I say it because I believe it. (laughs) That's true. That is true. But, I mean... Princess Diana had at least some sort of warmth and personality. It's prob- Maybe it, this whole thing is because she wasn't a lizard person. Do you think that's what it was? Yeah. Should, okay, question. Did they kill her? I say yes. I mean, to be, uh, the conspiracy theorist in me that I'm not really, I guess you want to say, yeah, but no, to be honest, I just think the paparazzi, it was a, like, just, I think they did it. I think it was just let's face it, chasing anyone in a car in that sort of chaos. How many people die in car accidents every year? You know, it's fucking easy to die in a car accident. You know, adding the the element of paparazzi being chased by anyone. Yeah, and also the driver was, I think he was like a bit drunk and he was definitely on taking a bunch of prescription drugs. Well, but then you know, all those elements, what if someone was to, to drop a little uh, a special drug in his prescription drugs? Do you know what I mean? What if someone was to give him a dose? Look, Mohammed Al Fayed kept up the fucking fight to find get to the root cause of what killed them, claiming it was a conspiracy until like two thousand nine. Then he was like, "I'm going to give up out of respect for our family." Mm. And you know, he owns Harrods, so I think he knows a little thing or two about big affairs like that, Lisa. Mm, so I think, I, I honestly would not be surprised if they killed her. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either, but... Because, you I, know, there was that whole thing where the, the Queen was obviously pure livid when, you know, the affairs were revealed. Mm. And, you know, they div- I mean, a oh, royal divorce. Camilla, Who oh, hears of a royal divorce, you know? Oh, what would you mean? I mean, honestly, we should all hear... Royal family, this is the thing. Let's a all royal, get divorced. A royal divorce, oh, oh. But yeah, is it honestly... Who's what is this? What is this? It's such insanity. Like honestly, if aliens were looking down on us, they would just be like, "What the fuck is this bullshit?" Mm. That's always my go-to. If aliens looked at us, what if the aliens had a, a people's princess too? What if there's a couple of aliens just chilling on Mars right now, talking about how fucking great Jade Goody was? That is true. They'll just be getting the Big Brother transmissions <laughs> about now because Mars is quite far away. So, <laughs> who's to say? Oh, it's okay. So Princess Diana, uh, R.I.P. Sorry that you had a shitty life. We didn't solve your problem because your problem is unsolvable because you really, you really... You reap what you sow. I mean, let's face it. You get in in bed with royalty, you're never going to leave that shit behind. No. It's going to follow you forever, literally. And, you know... Next thing you know, you're wrapped around a pillar and a and I And I do kind of like her and I do want to like her more than that. But I also, I guess, feel like... Are we just liking her because she's not as awful? R.I.P. anyway. R.I.P. Another star in the sky tonight. I did feel bad for the Prince William and Harry. The fact that they had to lose their mum like that and go through that. That was a horrible thing to experience. Mm. Not amazing. No, horrible. No matter who you are. You know, just because you're royal, it doesn't mean that you don't feel something for your own mum. You know, horrible. But, you know, also fuck them. <laughs> Get a letter next week from fucking William and Harry. Help us, Mona Lisa and Dave. Our mum got killed by our gran and some spies. (laughs) Right, I'm going to move on to the next letter. Yeah, please do. Because, uh, you know, I I feel like I don't want you in the Tower of London. Actually, maybe a little bit. See if, uh, Queen, if you're listening, or, you know, MI6, like James Bond or whatever, if you're Mm -hmm. listening, maybe a couple of weeks in the Tower of London Mm. would be okay. 
But bring her back after that. It's just a podcast. Mm-hmm. Fucking grow up. Okay. Next letter. Now this is a long one. Okay. So you're, you're gonna have to. I don't want you fucking having that thing where your eyes glaze over. You're not listening to me. Mm. But you're gonna have to really concentrate here. All right. I'll concentrate. Okay. Concentrate. Because I picked this one for you. Okay. Because ultimately, they're all for me. Yeah, but I like sometimes I just pick one because I'm like, ah, that's funny. I like it. Ha ha. But this one, I was like, no, Lisa's going to be into this. So. Okay. okay. But it's long. Okay. And it's a bit rambly as well. I find it on Reddit. So. Okay, go, go, go. Okay, ready? <clears throat> I had a very conventional childhood in a local religious spin off from Christianity. It has been described by some as cult like. I'm already here for it. But it was very small. So I'm not entirely sure it qualifies. I'm now dating a man who also left that movement and facing a lot of negative reactions from my mother, my friends and family influenced by my mother. My mother joined as a single mom when I was seven and was quickly married to a man named Paul, but this was early on in the whole group and they basically dated and fell in love. To hear my mum tell it, she met someone at a homeless shelter and was brainwashed. But having been there, that's not really how it went down. I'm telling you this part to show you my mum doesn't always have a fair memory of things and people and events. Honestly, in the early days, I would say that she was the happiest she has ever been. She was drug free and we were safe and always had food and were financially secure. The first kind of murky part is when I was 10 and the preacher decided I was meant to marry his son Gideon, who was 13. They had a nice ceremony for us to celebrate our betrothal and I was told over and over again how blessed I was to be marrying the preacher's son. My mum likes to portray Gideon as predatory and complicit because he kissed me on the lips as part of the ceremony but honestly he was just a 13 year old boy, none of it was his fault. Afterward nothing creepy happened except that we sat together at dinner and during services. Sometimes he would give me candy from when he went to the store. Oh candy. Eventually things got bad and very restrictive. They were always growing and changing rules with harsh punishments. The girls and boys were kept separate during school. Certain games and books were no longer considered holy. It was during this time when Gideon, then 16, should be 13 then, was kicked out for having lust for the world in his heart. That was the crime. Right. He luckily had a little money, but that was it. My mum left about six months after her ex-husband Paul was kicked out for stealing. She left when they tried to find her a new husband, and due to personality conflicts... Yeah, that was... Yeah, totally. It's 50-50 there. (laughs) Fucking hell. By this time, I was 15. Obviously, leaving was hard for everyone. I was put out in a public school. Huge culture shock. And we spent a couple of weeks in a shelter before going to live with old friends and then being placed in an emergency housing type thing. It was in that apartment complex that we reunited with Gideon, who was working construction and living with a couple of other guys. By this point, I was 15 and he was 18. I felt so isolated in this new culture and really enjoyed having someone who understood where I came from. The age gap wasn't that far and we did become friends. He also helped my mum out with a lot, found her a junker car and put a ton of work into it, gave her grocery money and stuff. Without him, I don't know what either of us would have done. It was not romantic, even when I practically threw myself at him. You have to understand, at the beginning, I was still a messed up kid, yeah, just at the beginning, who thought I was practically married to him already. Each time except for once he carefully explained why that wasn't okay, and the rules of the world. 
We eventually distanced a little when my mum married a new guy. By then Gideon was in college and I was more acclimated to this new life and didn't need him so bad. Recently though, I ran into Gideon again and we were both all grown up. We had that same chemistry and shared past, but both of us had grown up so much. We ended up spending the night in the parking lot, just talking until it was morning. After I left, he hugged me and it was like, wow. After that, he asked me out on a date. I said yes. That was about four months ago and we have been together ever since. Obviously, my mother found out and she instantly began telling me I was brainwashed and Gideon that he was a sick, patriarchal pervert. I pointed out that I am 21 and he's 24, both adults, and nothing happened when we were children, so she should respect our choices. She decided a better response would be to throw an intervention. At this intervention, I was calm and rational and explained the truth, but she kept saying that I was dating the cult leader's son who I was married to as a child. Good point, mum. <laughs> she used just enough of the truth that many people do believe that I had been brainwashed. It's to the point where Gideon's worried for his business, and I've had to deal with harassment at work and social media. We've had the cops called on us. I'm not really sure how to deal with it. I know that I genuinely love Gideon and I'm not going to let him get in the way of my living my life, or have the fact that we are both victims ruin our relationship. He agrees, even though he's facing the worst consequences. But how should I deal with others? Is there a way? Ugh. Wow, what a spectacular story. I know! Spectacular. So I'm really sorry that was so long, but I, I, every time I went to cut a bit out of it, I thought, no, this is important. No, yeah, it's because really important. That's really... No, because the story is... It, it really plays out the whole thing. Yeah. You really need to... The, the context is very important in these situations. I mean, she's in such a difficult position. Mm-hmm. Because, for one hand, the mum seems kind of iconic, but also very erratic. And in a way, you can't underestimate the connection that people will have when they go through that sort of trauma together. Totally. Um, Because it's, like, obviously, for people that don't know, I am, like, crazy obsessed with cults. Been in a couple, haven't you? I I wish, but I hope listeners join when I start my cult eventually. Yes. I'm just going to be really straight up about it and call it a cult from the get-go. Not a new religion or anything like that. I'm just going to be like, yeah, it's a cult, but a good one. A good cult. Okay. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, people that, when you leave, whether it be a cult or a relig- a fringe religious movement, as they may call themselves. Scientology. Um, it, it's so isolating. You know, part of that whole, the whole part of being in these things is that you're very isolated. And, you know, that can be such a lonely, scary world to, you know, and the fact that you won't even understand how the real world works. And even if you do, you understand that you're completely different. Mm. Even if you completely acclimatise to the world and you get used to it, it's still different, you know, what people are, your new friends sitting at work chatting about, like, you know, being a kid, drinking in the park and stuff. What are your stories? Oh, when that time you got married when you were 13. Right. You know, it's... Human beings need that connection of familiarity, of, you know, of things in common, of you can't just be this weird one with this weird life. And that connection that she has to Gideon, what does Gideon mean again? The, oh, it's like the name means something. But that connection that she has to him, 
will be so strong because of that trauma and because of that not even the trauma just the difference in the mm. you know it's alienating it's completely, completely alienating, alienating. You know? it's, it's like you've lived your entire life and all your 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 framework for understanding the world completely it is is you know no one will ever be able to understand her her story because even if you meet fi- and which that's for the first thing advice wise i would definitely tell this person is that she really needs to reach out to support groups which there are many um to support groups and get some sort of psychological counseling because that's really important but even if you meet people in support groups that have all, were also part of cults or similar things it's everyone's everyone because these these movements are sort of always quite individualistic mm. there's everyone's background would be very different so that connection to someone that was in the same place as her is so I think the mum's been kind of ignorant. Yeah, no, she's well, completely she's, underestimating she's all of it. Yeah, she is. She's complete. Part of it, I would say, she's completely underestimating that importance of that relationship. But I would also say that a huge amount of the mum's reaction comes from guilt. Yeah. Can I just interject here? Gideon means destroyer. So that's nice, isn't it? No, it means something else. Well, it says on Google it's destroyer. So fuck right, you. Okay. You annoyed, you yeah, annoyed. I'm fucking rolling my eyes over here. I googled that, and, it, like, was, and it was so, hard. Sometimes when you catch your snidey, yeah. oh, it's iconic. Googled <laughs> it, and you just fucking shat on it. Um, That's not what it means. Yeah, the mum, the mum definitely is projecting, and she's definitely a huge amount of, the, of her issues probably guilt. Um, I think the problem is that she obviously feels guilt about putting her daughter in that place, mm-hmm. but also. Like, if you feel guilty about something that you did for someone else, why don't you put a bit of fucking effort in to fix it and not just, like, manipulate people well, let's to get it. the easy... Because she just... What she wants, right? What she wants is for her daughter to not see that Gideon because he's a reminder of what happened to yeah. her and her guilt. But instead of being like, hey, you shouldn't do that, or, like, trying to help her work through whatever attachment she has to, like, the only kind of boy she knew when her love map was getting generated. Completely. She's just trying to literally be like... Oh well, if I if I split them up by making it impossible for them to be together, then that'll be fine because she'll just get over it. Well, and part be co- of it, it should be normal after that. Part of it's that's the thing; it's the whole normal thing. I think part of it is she just doesn't want to deal with the fallout of this situation. Mm-hmm. And okay, the mum—no judgment here—but the mum seemed to have, you know, not so have issues of her own before she, the call. She did, yes, uh, you know. Tough paper round for mum. Definitely. But let's face it, for as much as I completely sympathise with the mum's situation, she has to understand that you bring a child. A child is developing. The impact that these things will have on a child is so much greater than it is on an adult who's already formed a view of the world. Mm. So in reality, she can't be so shitty to be like, oh, just get him out of your life and just move past it. Because ultimately, it probably, it could be unhealthy, a relationship with Gideon, and it probably is. Well, it is, yeah. It, and it, it ultimately, she is. probably should, for a healthy life, she should probably move away from anything related to that cult and to that. But at the same time, but she, is she capable of it just that? now? She's not, not going to be capable. Cutting of that. that off must feel like you're completely alone in the world again. Mm. And I think sometimes people say stuff and talk about things like that 
without understanding what that truly means. Yeah. So the mum always had her daughter, was never alone. Mm-hmm. And all the other people that are part of the intervention, very few people know what it's like to be completely alone in the world. Oh, of course. And that is probably the scariest thing that you can face. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that's why she's got a connection. I mean, I don't know. Part of me thinks I want to encourage it. What an iconic story. How did you two meet? Oh, you're such a cute couple. Married How did you ten. two meet? Oh, oh, well, let me tell you. He was the preacher's son. I was part of the congregation. We got married. I was 10 or he was 13 or whatever. <laughs> we didn't, you know. We only, happened, we only kissed on the mouth. Nothing else happened. Oh my god! But it's so shitty because, like, she's not. She's. This is what I was saying before. Like, if all you do is like force her through this traumatic process of like distorting the situation to he's neither of them. This is a tricky one, right? He's probably not a monster. He could turn out to be a monster. Yeah, he's he probably not, not be, a monster. Yeah. She could be repressing memories. He could know what he's doing. There could be a lot of things, but he seems, by her account. To not be the worst guy in the world. But when people have shared trauma or like a connection, yeah. there's a bond that's, be you know what I mean, beyond a bond that most people could understand. Yeah. But the problem is, right, you're forcing her through this traumatic experience, which at the at least, at the very least, makes an enemy out of someone that she loves and trusts and thinks has been through the same as her. And let's face it, also from his point of view... He's a very vulnerable person too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's out there on his own and he was alone. He didn't have his mum with him. He was completely alone. But if you take him away from her, it's not going to make her just be normal. Completely. And what about him? He's helped the mum out. He's helped them out. Like, and he got, in and a way, okay, Let me just talk about it as well. Who, who kicks their son out of the cult? That's so common. Look at... Um, David Miscavige, not to talk about Scientology, even though I talk about it every yeah, week. I mean, honestly, the Queen's coming for you, David Miscavige is coming for you. Who's going to offend next, Lisa? <laughs> I mean, give me time. I mean, we talked about fucking his dad, men his earlier dad as well. is like pure public enemy number one. Mm. His dad like wrote a book about him and everything, but he, he is like, oh, his dad is really, is really must be the very top of the pure Scientology hit list. Um, yeah, but that's his dad. Like, kicking your 15-year-old son out of your cult and just leaving him a fend for himself. Well, it even depends though on technically... the rhetoric of the cult, though. Because yeah. some, a lot of, very commonly, to excuse a lot of really horrifying behaviour, a lot of cults see children as not children, like Scientology, yeah. or they actually, you know, like, become adults. To be honest, when he got married, he probably became a man and became an adult. And, you know, so the guy was like, well, I don't care about him anymore. The weird rationale that, go, uh, you know, happens within mm. these types of situations is just, is fucking bonkers. So what does this girl do? Because she's a real person. What the hell does she do? I mean, firstly, she needs to not be in a relationship. And I, 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 I would have no judgment there because it must be so comforting. And she must feel that desire to have that peacefulness with that relationship. There's no... But ultimately, it's not good for her. Not good for him either. Both of them two need to be in each other's lives, but they both need to independently work through the trauma that they had as children. Being together is unhealthy for both of them. Mm. Because I feel bad for him too. Mm -hmm. But they shouldn't abandon him. 
when people leave these types of situations, it's very similar to like when people leave, you know, the uh, the Amish or like not even the Amish because that's different, but like the fundamentalist Mormons, the fundamentalist Latter Day Saints. Hmm. A lot of the those kids when they get kicked out and they're sort of just left to nothing, and a lot of them end up living together and everything. I guess it's difficult though because you're telling them to be apart, and it could take. Like, if you've grown up in that environment, you could be, like, decades of therapy. But But they're both at a point in their life where, like, you know, they want to be, you know, meeting people and connecting physically and emotionally. You know, maybe, maybe you could say that maybe, maybe they are meant to be together. Hmm. Just because you've had an incredibly unhealthy start doesn't Maybe hold fire on a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe hold fire till a couple of years after you're away from the cult. Completely, because you can't work through these things. You know, it's like, I think when anyone, to be honest, when anyone's going through a huge trauma or a big moment in their life, a lot of the time a relationship is not healthy, no matter what the circumstances mm. is. You know, if you really need to work on you and, you know, have all the, you have all these issues, which you of course will have if that was your life, then you need some time possibly alone. Yeah. It can be very hard to give yourself to a relationship and, you know, have time to work on yourself. Yeah, you're just going to have to put your kind of carnal young desires away for a little bit to be because honest, you are no fit state to be to dating To be honest, Gideon. the relationship with this Gideon is unhealthy, but so is her relationship to her mum. Yep. Her, her, I mean, in terms of, actually, the mum and her relationship's probably more unhealthy. Gideon was a sort of, he was a child. She's right. She was mm. quite rational there. It wasn't, you can't act like he's this big bad. And fuck it, you're right, he might be. He might turn out to be. But he hasn't done anything so far. Mm. He was a victim too. He was a child too. He's just, you know, if you, you're two children, you get kidnapped. It's not like it's the, the other kid's fault. The mum is, in her relationship, is more complex and mm. more of a problem. Because let's face it, the mum fucking brought her into that world. And then the mum seems erratic and kind of mental. The mum needs therapy. Everyone needs therapy. Well, that's, but that's true. just that's that a rule of life, though, isn't it? Oh, t- also, side note: I can say mental in that context because I am mental. So. Did you say mental? I said mental. Yeah. <sighs> Lisa, you're so not PC. I know. Uh, you know, like explain that more. What? Explain what? You're used to the word mental. Oh, because I, well, let's face it, I say a lot of these things, and it is part of it, it's the very kind of Scottish vernacular, not that that's excusable, but I say these things in a way to deal with my own mental health issues. I don't think of you... Of which it's yeah. been lengthy. And I can use these things like going to the nut house or mental. A lot of it's a, a cope mechanism. Hmm. Um, and there may be people that have a problem with that, I'm sorry if that's triggered you in any way. But ultimately, I'm not going. You to... like to use humor to diffuse that for yourself, oh, completely. That's... And and to be honest, that's the only way to deal with anything like that. Mm. Um, you need to have a a sense of humor for many many really horrible things in life, because ultimately you need to understand the fucking the giant joke that is life. You know, so... giant joke with no punchline. Completely. Well, maybe half the time you're the punchline. It's just not funny. Not me. Not you. You tell me I'm not funny. <laughs> you're really funny. Thanks. I always think that. Well, if well, I listened to the podcast, I would think it was funny because well, I don't listen to it because I'm horrified to hear my own voice. Let's hope the listeners also think that I'm funny. You are funny. I'm not funny. You are funny. I'm not at all. 
Someone told you the other day you were funny. No, that one thing that you... you I know that you can count on one hand the times I've been funny. Yeah, okay, technically it's seven, right? But wait, <laughs> I don't I have seven fingers on one hand. Hang on. Well, the... the Two hands. The, if it's not beating, it's not cheating or whatever you thought was funny. That was... I mean, look, if the heart's not beating, it's not cheating. Yeah. Was not just like, oh, Lisa said a funny thing. That is like, honestly, the god tier for me of funny things that anyone's ever said. And I was... I was that was I was jealous that you came up with that line to be honest. I know well, that really I, fucked me up. And mushroom George. <laughs> you you can't explain that on the podcast. Right, okay. Actually, let's no let's let's put it to a vote. Since you brought it on, you brought it up, we're gonna have to put Mushroom George to a vote. Okay. We were playing I will explain it because okay. you don't understand the situation. I am very aware of the situation. We were playing Mario Kart. And we had just selected our carriers. If memory serves, I think I went for Luigi and Lisa was some sort of princess, possibly. And then we got to the zone selection screen. And hovering over Mushroom Gorge, Lisa said, should we go Mushroom George? <laughs> Who was there? Was it Joe, my old flatmate Joe? Hey Joe, was Gregor there? Maybe. Who owned, who Gregor, also my old flatmate, who owned the flat, Gregor? Shout outs. I can't remember. People were there. People were there. But yeah, so, mushroom, and right, and the question, although, right. The question for the listeners. The question is. You can have your, you can, you can it, rebut in a minute. Is right? that an irrational, right. So I get it was funny because I mistakenly said Mushroom George when it was Mushroom Gorge, right? But, right, here's my, here's my issue here, right? Yeah, here now I don't really is. care What's about people nonsense? laughing at me, but this just seemed irrational, right? Because, do you not think in the context of Super Mario, that Mushroom George is not an irrational thing to say. And that is the crux of Lisa's argument. My perspective (laughs) here, and where I take issue with that, is why would someone's, a human's name, be on the zone selection screen? But why would anything be a thing? One, why would tiny dinosaurs exist? Because rules rules exist for a reason. It's characters, then it's zone, then you play. Right, okay, but what are the rules? No, it's not clear. Why is there some random princess? Mario, what is he? What's the other guy? Waluigi, is he like evil Mario? What's that? He's evil Luigi. Da, right, Waluigi, because it's Luigi, duh. Yes. Um, yeah, but none of it makes sense. The, the, we, I, I am not sure of the rules of that world at all. Well, places aren't called things like Paul. But maybe they are. Well, they're not. Settle this for us. No, Once settle for us, all. please. Email. Email us about Seriously, this. Seriously, tweet this. Please, please, tweet, email, please people contact Facebook, about this. Instagram. You this know who we are. has been going on for so long. Mushroom George. Understandable or not. <laughs> Final letter time. Okay. <clears throat> so, I'm looking for some advice. First... I should start off by saying I'm very happily married to a wonderful, caring man. We have a very healthy relationship, share common interests, have a healthy sex life, make each other laugh, and all that kind of hallmark shit. However, (laughs) when it comes to friendships, we're extremely different. I have very low-maintenance friendships, the sort of, see you once a month to catch up, but if you were to call me at 2am and needed me, I'd be there in a heartbeat kind of friendships. However, my husband's friendships are the other end of the scale, in that he has very needy friends who phone him for an hour at a time, twice or three times a week, 
or are texting him all day every day or want to hang out on their days off work. One of these friends is single and my husband agrees that he uses him to fill the space a partner would. (laughs) I never want to be that wife who tells her husband not to hang out with someone but I feel like the amount he spends with his friends is taking a toll on us. He'll pick the phone up and disappear for an hour on nights that we've been planning to do something together or he'll be texting when we're spending time together. I should say that we both work long hours five days a week so our days off are rare and often spent seeing family or doing domestic things so our free time for each other is limited. I don't know if this just bothers me because it's so different to the friendships I have or whether these friends are being really needy. What do you make of it? Am I getting bothered over nothing? Or is it reasonable for me to ask my husband to set some boundaries? Now that's not a very funny problem. It's not that funny. Mm. That's interesting. So... She didn't say if all the friends were male. She didn't. That's true. But if she was concerned that... It might be a different problem. Ah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of unusual, I guess. Male male friendships generally, you know, not yeah. a stereotype, but aren't so kind of needy. Yeah. Um, it is kind of unusual. And on one hand, I feel like her husband's obviously a nice guy and a nice friend. That's why people want that from him. Yeah. So ultimately, I think that he needs to set boundaries for him himself. I mean, I'm really bad at that, though. So I feel really like yeah, you're a hypocrite, hypocrite you're, giving you're this a advice. Fucking dirty hypocrite. She just popped out a mushroom, George, and reflecting <laughs> your thoughts for a moment or two. I have lots of thoughts about this. Okay, go then. So, number one, I think she's gaslighting herself. Right. Right. It's because you want to say gaslight. That's your word of the year. Yeah. Even though the year's just We're all gaslighting ourselves all the time. It's time to fucking talk about this, right? Okay. So, number one, I am a man, right? I know what he's doing. He doesn't want to fucking hang out with her. He wants Ah, to to fucking... Oh, do you think? Yeah, what a fucking idiot. She's like, oh, it's his friends. They're so needy. Fuck Ah. that. No, he wants to fucking go to the pub. He wants to, like, play golf. He wants to play video games. Oh, oh, he he, he pops away to go on the phone. The wife's fucking nagging me. Thank God, your phone, bro. Oh, my God. I didn't even... Catch the game. Woo! Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because she presented it in this way where it was this mm. like innocuous thing where he's like oh honey well, I really want to spend time with you but but my, oh, my but, so but one of my friends is single and wants to replace me as a wants me as a partner like I'm there as like emotion, his emotional partner what are they fucking snuggling are they spooning in bed together well, that could be a thing yeah though. it could be but it's probably not he's probably a dick right wow I didn't even think like that how how ignorant of me um <laughs> how ignorant of you in 2018 to assume a man isn't a piece of shit right right I know, I'm like thinking, oh, he's just a nice friend. I know, right? <laughs> you're gaslighting yourself too. <laughs> Everyone's getting gaslit. <laughs> but you know, you're totally right. Like, I think like, I just, I thought it was really interesting to think about, you know, when you get in a relationship with someone, you kind of fucking vanish off the old social map. Mm. And uh, I don't know whether the the days are getting shorter or it's taking me longer to do things, but where is where does the time go? You know, you don't you don't have enough time to do jack shit. I hate anymore. when people when you say that and people are like, Well Beyonce has the same amount Beyonce's of time. Beyonce's got the same amount of yeah, fuck you. Beyonce was fucking born in a big rich ass house and she has talent. I'm just a fucking fat Scottish idiot with the podcast. <laughs> I mean you just are very disorganised and that's why you don't have enough time. But I know what you're saying. I think that Are you joking? I'm sitting in the study in my house 
which is full of all your organisational tools. And my your, office is what Yeah, well, say. whatever. Sorry, your office, whatever, my study. And you're almost wondering about not being here hours in the day as well. And you're very organised, so you can fucking cram that theory up your arse. <laughs> so, anyway, I... Oh, you've kind of threw me with that. Because I know what you're saying, and I know a lot of guys do do that, like, really badly. Yeah. Like, oh, I've just got this work to do. Yeah, in reality, they're just, like, sitting, like, doing whatever shit they're doing. Or, I'm just going to put headphones in and listen to music while I'm just working. Yeah. In reality, they're just watching YouTube videos. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, and they just don't want to hang out with you. But then what a spineless thing to do. I mean, she does... I mean, she kind of sounds boring, it's kind of sad that she speaks to her friends like once or twice a month. Like, you could probably fucking but, speak to your friends well, more often but, than that. I mean, why doesn't she just do more stuff with her friends? Why don't they all do stuff together? Why do boys have to be friends with boys and girls friends with girls? Do you know Ugh, what? Don't, I hate that too. Like, it's so, such pure heteronormative bullshit. I feel like, though, as people get older, it gets worse. Yes. Because I used to have a lot of guy friends, and as I've got older, it's kind of became like people split off. Yes. More and more. And it's frustrating because... Ooh, the chaps are going to retire to the drawing room for cigars. Everyone else in 2018, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's got woke by, like, Black Lives Matter, or Me Too, or Tumblr, or there's something, you know, big social issue that's been handed to you somewhere, and it's kind of opened your eyes to, like, the injustice of the world. Me and Lisa got woke by watching a Korean variety show called Hello Counselor, which, you know, Loki is the inspiration for the podcast a little bit. And basically it's a show where there's some celebrities and a person comes out and they've got a problem with like a friend or a family member. They have to sit in the audience. They all try to solve the problem. And every single week, bar none, what was the problem? Okay, so firstly, the inspiration of the show was old school British agony ants. But you're so right about that, actually. Because, right, now, no one will have watched this show, but I'm going to just break it down for you. About 85% of the show, that's probably, I mean, probably like 90% of the you're show. You're being generous, yeah. Is just sad, sad housewife, not even housewives necessarily, but just wives whose husband is just a fucking asshole. Yep. And they always have a fucking hobby or something, something, and they justify it to no end. It's either like fishing, or some of the husbands just pick new hobbies every every two weeks. And is football, obviously MMA, they buy all the stuff. Drinking, you know, like the, fishing, the first golf, day they're like, oh, I'm going to be interested in fishing, and then the second day they've spent like seven grand on all the equipment, and then two weeks later they're like, don't even care about fishing anymore. And it's always something, sometimes it's drinking, and they justify the drinking or their friends as getting rid of their stress or like they need to have fun or whatever. And it's always the same story. Mm hmm. They're just what, they're not, they don't know how to be a team. When you find a partner, unless, you know, unless you're like polyamorous or whatever, cool, that's fine. I don't know how that works. I will never know how it works. You just do whatever it is that you do. But, you know, the majority of people will find a partner, settle down with that partner. But the amount of people that just aren't willing to commit to that, like this guy in this letter, it just sounds like... So that's what he's, you think he's, he, is. He, Yeah, it just sounds like he just wants to still be single a little bit. Yeah. He wants to have his lot, cake and eat it too. A lot, I mean, a lot of people... And it's not like you're saying... I, I hate that perception when it's like you have to, like, somehow submit, like, when you're in a partnership. Like, you can't do what you want to do. No, you still should be able to do what you want to do. But it's just you don't have to be a dick about it. It's just not just about you. You you are going to spend 
more time with one person doing couple things you than you did to. with your fucking boys before when you went to like I don't know rodeos or whatever it is but that you men can go do, to. You can do both. Hang out with friends, hang out with partner, have a hobby, yes. do whatever. But you just, can do all of those things just appropriately timed. Yes. Do you think it's that? I mean, it could just be that he doesn't have boundaries. What if he's just a really, really nice guy that just struggles to say no to people and just feels a bit guilty, so he just, like, feels bad? Dump him, sis. <laughs> That's what I mean, I, feel I think she needs to have her own identity and her own life as well. Like, if you're feeling a bit left behind, then, you know... Yeah. You go and you you do what you do want to do. Speak to your friends four or five times a month. Oh, not than even two or maybe three. she's just not someone that's that social. Get a hobby. Yeah. You know, start. I've been doing a lot of pet bedazzling recently. Pet bedazzling. So that'd be not vajazzling. Bedazzling. Bedazzling. I do everything but the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there. No, dead. Uh. Fully dead. <laughs> I can be your slogan. <laughs> Dave's pet bedazzling. Everything but the vagina. Oh, I can just hear the jingle. <laughs> oh, Everything but the vagina. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like fully crying. Oh, my that. God. Oh, I don't even. I don't even remember what we're talking about. Where am I? It's cool. Uh, do you know what? To be honest, we're pretty close to wrapping up. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the everything but the vagina has killed me. Everything but the vagina. Oh, we, my God. Before we finish, <sighs> we want problems. We're glad to be back, but we do want problems. Now, I've put two semi-serious problems in there mm. um, because I want to demonstrate to people that we have this deep emotional understanding of how things work and we're really there for you. Uh, like an old family dog or uh, a, a cool therapist on a skateboard. So can you please submit some problems? That would be amazing. But it doesn't have to be even serious ones. It could be dumb ones too. Yeah, it'd be dumb. Whatever you want. Ones. Just tell us your issues in your life. We might have some guests coming back on the show soon because we had a lot of fun when Martin was here. He's not coming back. He's banned. Uh, he'd get far in. But we're going to have some <laughs> other guests on, so hopefully that'll be fun. Also, if you'd like to be a guest, reach out. Maybe yeah, we can make it happen. But please, please submit your problems. So, we really yeah. want them. Youokhunpodcast at gmail.com. Curiouscat.me slash youokhun. You can tweet youokhunpodcast, or since probably everyone listening to this already knows us, find us on, like, you know, get us on fucking Facebook, text us. Get us on Instagram. Send us a telegram. Get a pigeon, skywriter. Send a pigeon. pigeon. Yeah, carrier pigeon. Get well, a skywriter. We don't. We need to just bring back a little bit. Do you know, fucking grab All a knife. Pigeons that are about everywhere. They look bored. Cut, get... cut your hand. Get the blood. Write us a poison. No, get write us a letter with it. Just get get us a message. Give us problems. We want to solve your problems. It'll be fun. I promise we won't be mean, like we were about Princess Diana. Sorry, no, Diana. we're always respectful, except unless you're. Royally, that's the key here. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the lesson to take away. So, there. if there are any princes, princesses, so Prince Harry, we don't want to hear your bullshit. Viscounts, I don't want to listen to your fucking moans. Major generals, if you are in the upper echelons of society, go fuck yourself. But the rest of the trash, send us a letter or a message or a problem or something. Yeah, let us help you. We want to be involved in your life. Yeah, we do. I love being involved in people's lives, and I've forced that into Dave. It's true. I used to be a sociopath. That's true. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Goodbye.
Rose Rose May you ever grow in our hearts You are the grace that placed yourselves Where lives were torn apart You called out to our country And you whispered to those in pain Now you belong to heaven And the stars spell out your name And it seems to me You lived your life Like a candle in the wind Never fading with the sunset When the rain set in And your footsteps will always fall here Along England's greenest hills Your candles burned out long before Your legend Never will. 